Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Terry After Hours. I am welcoming back our special guest, Miss Bree. And this evening, she will be sharing on the topic of talking to your children about sexuality. And I kind of gave you guys a teaser the last time. I kind of left you at when my daughter, who is now 14, but she was in kindergarten. And after school one day on the ride home, she said to me that um, one of her good little friends came and told her that her mom and dad were getting a divorce because her dad has a boyfriend. And then she proceeded to ask me, what did it mean to be gay? And then what did it mean to be transgender? So I had the discussion of talking to my child about sexuality much earlier than I thought I ever would. She was in kindergarten and it wasn't even about her own sexuality. It was just what she, what was shared with her from a little friend. It made her, it, it well, it piqued a lot of questions for her. So we are welcoming back Ms. Bree and um, who is a sexual educator. And I just want her to just um, talk to us parents and anybody out there on, you know, just how we should talk to our children or how you should talk to your children about their sexuality or sexuality in general. So you can take it from here, Ms. Bree. <laughs> yes, thank you, Terry. So, um, you know, it's such an important topic and it's so important that we have these conversations with our kids because as parents, we are their trusted adult. Um, research shows that kids rate us as the number one influence on their sexual health and their sexual decisions. So it's so important that, you know, especially a lot of times I, I identify as Black, I, so I can only speak from the Black household perspective, and we don't have these conversations in our household. And then in addition to that, um, we don't talk about what our family values are in our household in a two-way dialogue conversation between us and our kids. So it's so important that we set aside that time and have that dialogue. And, and again, not just me as the parent talking at my child, but me as the parent having a family conversation with my child and also sharing, um, letting my child have the opportunity to share their values and how they feel about different scenarios and topics as well. So um, Terry, to your example that you referenced, you know, it's so important. Like we have to understand that times are not like they used to be. Children are exposed to um, different types of scenarios and, and sexuality um, context at a much earlier age than they were at, you know, back in the day. So we have to acknowledge that and be real about that. And we have to normalize having those conversations because we, it, you know, it's not for us to judge anyone. We have to be accepting of everyone. We have to teach our kids that like, Hey, that is, it's okay. People can love who they want to love. I understand, you know, that you saw something that may have shocked you or you saw something that may have been abnormal to you or something that you're not used to seeing, but that's okay because people love people beyond just gender. You know, there are so many different reasons why we fall in love and we love people. So this word sexuality, a lot of times people only think about sex. Sexuality is so much more than sex. It's everything that we are. It's how we feel about ourselves. It's how we feel about other people. And when we go through life and we develop our sense of sexuality, 
all of those things are taken into consideration, including the values that we have taught our children in the household and the things that they're exposed to when they go outside of the household. So again, we have to normalize the fact that sexuality is not just, I have a, a vagina, he has a penis, so I must be attracted to this person. Mm-hmm. No, because we like people and we fall in love and we become attracted to people beyond just our genitals is more to it than just the genitals Mm, that's good I like I like that I like what you said about you know sexuality it's not just sexuality um you know you like you said I I can't articulate it the way that you just said it but (laughs) (laughs) the genitals and um you know it's our entire being and you're exactly right we're living in a different time you know but I I know the way that I was raised and, and we were raised similarly we're related um, you know, it was very taboo to talk Absolutely. about, um, you know, sex or sexuality or anything with the adults in your life or, or with your parents or whatever. It's like, whatever they gave you, you took it. Exactly. <laughs> you did not dare go to them and ask them something because it was always, oh, what, are you thinking about having sex? Are, are you having sex? Or, or like, why do you want to know about this? Or why do you want right. to know about that? And that is not the correct response when your child or your children come to you because um, you mentioned before, you know, they're going to get the information from somewhere. So the parents best be the ones giving them the information. So this topic, um, I love it. And one thing that I've learned, you know, in my many years of being here on earth is, you know, love is love. I mean, everybody should be free to love who they want to love, you know, and we can't force our way on anybody else, you know, because at the end of the day, we all are accountable for ourselves. You know, we can believe whatever we want to believe and practice whatever we want to practice. And as a Christian, you know, who is heterosexual, um, you know, I mean, I I came to realize that, you know, because being of the Christian faith, and like you said, you know, I'm Black, I'm African American, and I know that, um, you know, the Christian faith can be very unforgiving, you know, in that area. And what we have to remember as Christians is that God is love. You know, God, I, did I say God is loved? God is love. <laughs> I know what you meant. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. Hey, you know what that scripture says. You know what I mean. God is love. And we have to learn, you know, how to love people for who they are and not for who we want them to be, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, only God can judge. I mean, yeah, we can, you know, say this and say that, but at the end of the day, we all have to be accountable for what we do. So I want to talk and I will see how this goes, but, you know, from the standpoint, and I know this is a very hard topic in the black church, you know, when you're talking about, you know, people being gay or bisexual or whatever, but what if a child comes to their parent, you know, and they, you know, tell them that, you know, they might be a girl and and they're attracted to girls, or they might be a boy and they're attracted to boys. And, um, and I, like I said, the Christian in particular, the black Christian household really, really takes issue with this. 
Um, what, what do you suggest? Do you have any suggestions on how a parent should navigate this very sensitive and delicate topic? Absolutely. So one thing is that a lot of parents try to discount what their child is saying. Oh, that's just a phase. You don't know what you're talking about. You're too young for that. You shouldn't even be thinking about that anyway. But we have to remember that our kids are still human beings as well. They have feelings as well. They have brains. They have <laughs> yeah. hormones. You know, they're, they're humans. So this is absolutely normal. So in a situation where a child will come to a parent or any trusted adult with this type of information, the biggest thing that you want to do is to show appreciation and to let them know that you feel privileged that they trusted you with this information. You want to validate their points and validate um, their feelings and everything that they're expressing. And again, the key is to not tell them how to feel. Well, you you don't you shouldn't like girls. You shouldn't like boys. That's not what God's. That's not your place to tell them what they should or should not do. Your place is to help them process those feelings and to make sure that they are not harming themselves or anyone else in the process. Because one thing that we have to acknowledge as well is that mental health takes a huge toll on um, individuals who identify within the LGBTQ community. Um, they face a lot of traumatic experiences. And mm -hmm. so it's so important as the parent or the trusted adult to make sure that we are facilitating an environment that is conducive to a healthy mental space for teens who identify within that community um, because they don't get a lot of support. Mm -hmm. And even though it's more acceptable today than it was, you know, years ago, there are still opponents against that community. Mm -hmm. And so we have to, um, we have to be an ally and, you know, be a supportive person and help them navigate resources. So there are um, community resources available. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure that that probably also depends on your demographic location. But, um, you know, definitely reach out um, to someone who you would consider an expert. I'm an expert in the field. <laughs> That's right. You are our resident expert. <laughs> yes. So um, you can reach out to... Um, and to get resources so that you can help your child navigate what they are going through and what they are processing. And, 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 and definitely the biggest thing also is to validate their feelings. Don't try to change their mind. I know like, you know, we said a lot about the Christian perspective on this topic and a lot of parents are like, Oh, I'm going to pray that demon out of you. Yeah. I'm going to beat the gay out of you. That's not real. Like, can somebody beat the heterosexual out of you? No, that you can beat the gay out of somebody. Right. <laughs> People are attracted to who they are attracted to. And sexuality is like, it's just such a huge topic. Like, I can do a whole presentation on sexuality alone because mm -hmm. there are so many components that go into it. And again, from the brain development of adolescence all the way to the physical aspect of it, the romantic attractions, it's just such this big umbrella of things. Mm -hmm. And so we truly have to help our teens navigate how they're feeling so that they can develop their sexuality in a healthy manner. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I personally think that um, a lot of times people respond out of fear and ignorance, you know, because we and I'll, I won't say them, but I'll just say we as parents, I'll throw myself into there. Um, you know, we haven't been taught 
how to navigate these um, uncertain waters. You know, I mean, we are raising children where they have and so much information, so much um, access to information, so much more than we did. I mean, we had encyclopedias and you can appreciate this. <laughs> you know, our grandmother, she still has her set of encyclopedias. And that was one of my favorite things to do when I went to her house sometimes and we would visit and on a Saturday or Sunday evening when I was a little girl, I would just pick up an encyclopedia and just read through it, just read the articles. That's one of the ways that I educated myself. And now they have Wikipedia, they have Google, they have all these different search engines, they have YouTube. I mean, you ask them, you know, an encyclopedia, these children nowadays, they don't know what an encyclopedia is. I'm like, y'all don't know what you're missing. to laugh and point out and acknowledge that Terry that is so you to sit and read and it's so <laughs> <laughs> you know, always because you can you can envision that because you know where she keeps the encyclopedias in that dining room <laughs> the china cabinet the dining table and yes. that was a lot more sacred when I was a little girl so <laughs> you had to like know how to act to be in the dining room and the living room and so I just felt special all the other kids would be outside playing I would be in that dining room on the floor reading encyclopedias that was like that was such a good day for me so um but nowadays, because you're you're look you're envisioning that at our at our grandmother's house. <laughs> so um, I mean, nowadays these children, oh my God, they have um, access to so much information. So first of all, if I can give the parents any advice, I would say you know educate yourselves. I mean, I'm still educating myself on all of the alphabets that are out there. I am so. Um, lost when it comes to, you know, transgender, gay, bisexual, and um, is it Z? You, um, Z I can't even pronounce it, but it's the Z. And then I know there's asexual. So, I mean, there are like so many, um, you know, letters in the alphabet now that we have to continuously educate ourselves as parents so that we can give our children good information. So that's what I would first of all say to parents, you know, you educate yourself, you know, you stay up to date on what is out there, you know, so that you can give your children children good information when they come to you and you're not scared or you're not afraid. And I think the worst thing that a parent could do, and I'm so glad you said that, is to um, is to shun their child. You know, you said validate them, validate what they're saying, validate their feelings. And that is so important. Even if you don't agree with it, you're, you're the parent and the children, they're looking for our love and they want us to love them for who they are and not for who we want them to be. And these children are individuals we cannot mold them into little mini me's. I mean, God made them with their personality and their quirks and their whatever. Um, so we just have to accept it and we have to go with the, yeah, you know, I truly believe that you can be Christian and I believe you can be gay. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, who's going to judge us? God is going to judge us. And we all have to give in account for whatever. So, you know, if I'm wrong, you know, and if we're wrong and it's not okay to be, you know, Christian and gay, you know, let God be the judge of that. Then God judge me because I still have to deal with people in love. You know, 
I'm not gay. You know, like they said, if you, if you got something against being gay, like, and I forget Whoopi Goldberg, she almost says the best, you know, I like men, you know, I'm, I'm not gay, but I cannot tell you, you know, another female who you need to be in love with, or who you, you know what I'm saying? So I think we need to all learn how to stay in our own lane, especially those of us that are of the Christian faith, you know, especially since, um, I'll, this is a whole nother discussion, but our Americanized version of Christianity, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm not going to even go there with, um, you know, how much, much of our truth is perhaps in some ways been distorted. Um, but yeah. I'll leave that, you know, for another discussion, because I want to stick to the topic at hand, but we, but, you know, knowledge is power. And, you know, when you, uh, what's that scripture? Uh, we perish for lack of knowledge. And truly, the people perish for lack of knowledge because you're walking in darkness when you haven't educated yourself on whatever, you know. So we perish. We perish because of the lack of knowledge. So this has been a great discussion. And as we wrap this up, is, th is there anything else that you want to share with parents on how to talk to their children about their sexuality or just sexuality in general, you know, just even how to be more accepting of people? Um, honestly, Terry, you said it best with educating yourselves, understanding that your child is another human being as well. And it really all comes together when you foster that relationship with your child. Formulate a relationship with them so that they feel comfortable talking to you and you feel comfortable talking to your child. And there may be some times where you are learning together and that's okay. That's a bonding opportunity to spend time with your kids. Um, a lot of times we don't put emphasis on spending that quality time with our kids, but that's such an important part of building that relationship with them um is have conversations with them multiple conversations it's not going to be hey let's sit down and talk about sexuality or let's talk about sex it's not a one-time conversation it's a it's an ongoing conversation check in with your teens i always uh, recommend to create uh, spaces where you all can sit down together and have family time whether it's cooking a dinner together and it doesn't have to be anything fancy or lavish you literally can Y'all can have family night and, and order pizza or make spaghetti together, make some hamburgers, you know, something simple and just have conversations. And it doesn't always have to be about sex. You can check in with your child. Hey, I noticed you and Susie aren't friends anymore. What's going on with that situation? Did y'all make up yet? Or, you know, what made y'all fall out? Like get involved in your kid's life mm -hmm. and make them feel like the things that they're going through really are important issues to you as well. And that will create that trust and that bond. And then that trust and that bond will facilitate that relationship so that you can continue to have conversations. Because again, to make it full circle, you are the number one influence on your teen's life. When yep. you have that relationship, they're more likely to listen to you. And you are ultimately fostering a healthy individual so that when your child grows up, they can be a productive person and handle relationships in a healthy manner because they've had a good relationship with you as the parents to help them navigate things as they go through life. Relationships are important. Mm -hmm. Building relationships are important and it's applicable to every area. Absolutely. Absolutely. You see, you hit the nail on the head. Relationships 
are important, you know, relationships with spouses, relationship with parents, friends, siblings, everybody. We live in such a relational society. No man is an island. I don't know who said it, but it's so true because at some point you have to interact with people and it's so important to know how to um, form good relationships. You know, it it goes beyond just the romantic part of it, you know, just having good, healthy relationships, you know, that is the foundation of everything. So this has been a great discussion, Um, you know, very sensitive, but I think very timely. Um, You know, we live here in the Bay Area, so it's very um, probably um, a little bit more out in the open (laughs) where we are than geographically some other people may be. But um, as a parent, you have to be on it because these kids are so smart and they're so observant. And I mean, they don't miss a beat. So you have to stay on top of it because sometimes they'll ask you questions just to see what you know. They may already know. That is very true. (laughs) So they don't, don't be surprised. You know, they may just want to see what you're going to say, because like my son told me, he's, he was nine, but he's 10. Now they talk about the, this stuff, meaning sexuality. They talk about this stuff at school. Cause yes. we had the discussion in the car, you know, me, my daughter, and my son, we were just talking one day and, you know, we was just talking about, um, you know, all the different alphabets or whatever. And, you know, and, and my son, I, I know how it started with my daughter kindergarten, but then with my son, I was like, um, you know, how do you know all this stuff? I was like, cause we haven't really sat down and talked about this. He was like, oh, we talk about this at school all the time. I was like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> I was like, you do? I'm like, like, how does it come up? I'm like, I don't even know if I want to know that. <laughs> but anyway, parents, you have to be on it because the children are talking, they're watching, they're looking. And they have questions. So again, like Bree said, you want to be information central for them. You want to be the trusted adult in their life that they come to for that information. So that being said, um, you know, just remember to um, walk in love. You know, we have to love everybody. God is love. And with that, um, we will leave you this time. So thank you for tuning in to this installment of Real Talk with Terry after hours. So thank you and tune in next time. Again, we drop these on the first Fridays of the month. Be on the lookout for Real Talk with Terry after hours where we talk about um sometimes steamy topics, um, you know, sometimes sexual or romantic topics, but hey, you never know what you're going to get. But one thing that it will be is educational and informative. So with that, thank you and have a great evening. Thank you, Bree. Thank you. Yeah.